On today's episode of Football's Finest with Easton and Seth, we honestly just talk a lot of shop. There's not a whole lot of fantasy discussion. We do do a little bit of recap of the week's games. We also uh, preview some of next week's games as well as preview what's going on around the country in terms of football and just life. We hope you enjoy. This episode of Football's Finest Podcast is brought to you by Tate Boys Tire and Service. Tate Boys has been providing service to Northeast Oklahoma for over 30 years and is the largest independent tire dealer in the area. Tate Boys offers a variety of services from tire repairs, preventative maintenance, brakes, steering and suspension, HVAC, wheel alignment, and free vehicle safety inspections. Whether you're looking to tune up your car or want to be skating some new Dayton rims, Tate's is the place to be. Come in and ask about the Tate 12 and see how you can improve your improve your ride today. All right, everybody. Welcome in to what episode are we on now? Five? Yeah, Is five, this, I think. I think it's five, yeah. I think it's five. The weeks are running together. The weeks are running together so much we just forgot to do one last week, so here we are. Uh, we're, we're busy. Before everybody gets on our back, we're, we're busy. We have things to do yeah, as well. We are busy. We've... One of us works 12-hour shifts five days a week or most days a week, and the other one's in school. So get off our back, yeah. Garrick. <laughs> Not all of us get to go to three hours of school a year and then and then call it good and then bounce to the next college. Oh, jeez. Coming to the top rope. <laughs> anyways, so, yeah, it was last week was a pretty good week in fantasy for both of us. You, you further distanced yourself from the spud watch. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm still. I I need to. I got a chance to beat Clay this week. This is a this is a must win. Yeah, and because I don't want to finish next to last either. That's, no, you, that's don't wanna, yeah, you don't want to get the name change. No. <clears throat> yeah, and then I guess it was a good week for me too. I had team or team Alpha Male, which I said on the pod the week before that we always come to play against Team Osage, and we did. We put up the highest points we've had. We put up all season. We put up, I think, one fifty-eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad. I was talking to my dad earlier today, and he wanted to make sure that you <laughs> knew. I'll I'll read you the message. He said, <laughs> "Tell." He said, "Tell Seth how lucky he was to beat me with Mixon and Shark, and then they came <laughs> back to Earth." <laughs> okay, well, Mixon's still had an okay week. I mean, I would have liked to have more from him, but he's playing the Ravens defense so i knew he wasn't gonna put up a lot right at least you beat him when it counted this week i i don't you didn't you didn't win this week did you no daniel's yeah well daniel's just good yeah he's tossing my salad and he still has drew Brees. he's liable to get to 150 this week yeah he probably will but i mean i come to expect it especially this year given how crazy everything is you never know who's going to be playing week to week basis Mm-hmm. I mean, like with my team, I've got my number one picks out still. I mean, obviously, I don't know when McCaffrey's coming back, but uh, until that comes back, it's going to be pretty up and down because I'm counting on Joe Mixon to carry the load, and he's not nearly as consistent fantasy-wise as McCaffrey is. I mean, I don't think anybody's as consistent as McCaffrey in terms of fantasy points. but Right. 
I was glad to catch Clay too this week because Michael Thomas is coming back here pretty soon, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's, he's supposed to be back this week, but they suspended him a week for a yeah a team altercation. Thank goodness he got in that fight with that guy <laughs> at practice. I don't yeah. care. I don't care if he does come back. You know, I like late. I just I need yeah. him this week. But yeah, looking at my team, of course, I had to. So I had to start. Jared Cook in place of Noah Fant, who he was going to be out this week anyways. But then the the game got postponed, so I, I already had Jared Cook in, so that didn't affect much. But uh, let's see, who else did I have in? Oh, I picked up Le'Veon this week and put him in just because he was projected more than, I think, Sammy Watkins. But that didn't turn out the greatest. But three points, I'm not going to miss three points in this week. Uh yeah, so it's, it is kind of where it's really screwed me is having to start Cooper Cup as my wide receiver one because I was kind of counting on Cortland Sutton being that guy this year because I was think I was expecting him to take a big step forward and yeah here, here he is without a leg so <laughs> oh man speaking of not having a leg Dak Prescott doesn't have a leg oh my goodness that was bad yeah. I wonder I wonder how long it's going to take him to recover from that cramp. Most cramps aren't like multi-month injuries, but that was crazy. I I might be. I was driving back to Norman, so I didn't see it live. But you said that, and I'm like, I wonder if Tony Romo's act like <laughs> secretly sneaking on his pads up there, waiting for a call from Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh man, they're, they're going to pan back to the booth, and he's going to be in his Cowboys number nine. <laughs> he's already got it ready to go. He's got yeah. he's got a headset on. He's he's walking down the escalator down the side. <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. It, he had the compound fracture, and on top of that, he dislocates his ankle. Ugh. Like, ugh. It was it was na- I watched the replays. Nasty looking. Oh yeah. It's like at what point? Like, do you even feel that when they're like? There's probably that much pain that it just goes numb really quick. Yeah, he but he had to be popping a lot of Tylenol. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you'd have to put me on morphine for the next however long it's going to take him to recover. Oh, yeah. But, I still have my – I never took my oxycodone for my wisdom teeth surgery. <laughs> you still got I, that? I'd be, Yeah, I still got to be hammering that. Oh, I know. I wouldn't want to know where I was at for the next week. Oh, no, not a chance. But also, it's kind of poetic when you think about it. This might sound bad, but Alex Smith comes back from uh, – he just got his prosthetic back, basically, <laughs> and then he he comes back and he's playing okay. And then Dak Prescott goes down with a similar injury. It's like it's like the whole Thanos thing, a uh, a soul for a soul or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see Alex Smith come back though. He's a, yeah, he's a well, good guy. So yeah, he is a good guy. Glad he didn't lose his leg officially. Oh, I know. I don't know how. Uh, how you could mentally get over that block of see it like just having your leg shattered basically and just coming back to football. It's like, I don't think I'd be doing that. Alex Smith has plenty of money too. Oh yeah. I'd I'd be retiring to my ranch. Yeah. I'd be retiring and starting my career in the commentating booth. Yeah. He probably could do that. Cause I mean, he doesn't have anything to prove. I mean, he's everybody kind of knows what he is. He's a good quarterback. Probably won't make the hall. Of, well, he won't make the hall of fame, but no. he was a he was a solid quarterback for his time. I mean, if there was no Mahomes and he could have been the quarterback on one of these Chiefs teams, he could have stayed oh, yeah. there. 
then he probably could have pulled one out. And then if he would have won one, then he would have been considered probably. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean he's he's good, but he's with where he's at in his career, he's just he's kind of over the hill. Not that he's not better than any of the other Redskins quarterbacks that are there, but speaking of Wayne. <laughs> you love you love Sunday because you got to see that what we you got to see the Chiefs get Gruden. Oh yeah, I actually didn't get to see the game because the game we have on that we had in market here was Eagles Steelers, and so I was watching that. But after that game ended, they switched to like the last four minutes of the Chiefs game, and I was watching that for a little bit. And we gave up was, a forty that we gave up forty points worth of Spider Two Y bananas to Gruden yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine how pumped Gruden was after that. He oh, was, he was fired up. I'm surprised he didn't say like have a mask that said "Take that, Goodell" on it whenever he <laughs> he walked off the field or something. He probably but, uh, would have paid a hundred grand to beat the Chiefs, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but yeah, I was from my perspective, I was kind of more hoping the Chiefs would come back because I needed more fancy points for Mahomes because this was before the the second slate of games, and I was just kind of hoping. I was like, well. Maybe Daniel won't have that good of a like second half of the day, and I can kind of keep pace with him by having Mahomes go off for like forty again. But he, but no, up, I mean, happen. he he scored a bunch of points. For yeah, him. he put up twenty nine, but you can't really like, ask for much more than thirty. No, <laughs> no but uh, yeah, I've got to figure something out with my receivers because that's what's killing me is is that I'm getting fairly consistent production out of my running backs. I mean. Again, Devin Singletary, he plays tomorrow night, so whether or not he's actually going to do much is is one thing. But I haven't even looked at it. I don't even know what Dad's talking about, about Mixon coming back to earth. I'll take 14 from a running back every week. Oh, if yeah. that's a, put up 14, I'll take that's it. A, that's a solid output because he's – let me look at his complete list of stats. Mixon's – if Mixon scored more touchdowns, he'd be, like, top five, like, cemented. But he's only got two touchdowns on the year. They need to get him in the end zone. They do. They they nobody got in the end zone for the Bengals. Yeah, you would. <laughs> oh yeah, but it was nice. I got like like seven points at the end of the game on that last drive because all they did was run ball, like run the ball or throw him out of the backfield to mix. And so I was like, well, I'm getting this garbage time points, but poor Joe guys. Burrow's Joe Burrow's team just stinks. They do. I feel bad for the guy because you can tell he's got potential. Um, yeah, you like Joe Burrow? I didn't coming out, but I didn't think he was going to be as good in the NFL as he was in college, mm-hmm. just because he's not surrounded by all those all that talent anymore. I mean, obviously they're all NFL talent, but comparative to what he the team he's on now, it's nothing. But but yeah, I don't know. Like, let's see, Mixon and. He only he's only gotten over 100 yards once, but he had 151 against the Jags. But he's had I'm trying to see where the points are. This the website's horrible for ESPN fantasy. Like this is the one time where like the an app is way better than the actual website because the yeah. website's so hard to navigate. Yeah, but, probably uh, has, probably has COVID. Probably. <laughs> now, speaking of that, my sister has COVID. Oh really? Yeah, that stinks. Is she is she having any symptoms? Yeah, she was having them all. That's why she got tested. Oh, that stinks. Eh. 
you think some somebody as young as she is, you'd think that she wouldn't have had many symptoms. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, but you would have thought her immunity would be pretty built up because she's a school teacher, but yeah, that probably caused a problem at the school that she was teaching. Everybody who had her in class probably had oh, yeah. quarantine. Had to get it tested. Or, but yeah, um, trying to think. I th- she, I know their fall break is this week, and so they were only going to be out. I think they had a full week for fall break this year, actually. And so it kind of worked out that she didn't have to take like vacation or sick days. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so. That's good. I don't well, know how that's working out for, but we're wishing Candace a speedy recovery here. Oh yeah. If uh, if Donald Trump, who falls into multiple at-risk categories, can beat it, I'm sure she could beat it. How triumphant! How he triumphant! Roll, rolls back three or four days after having <laughs> it and rips off his mask in front of. And <laughs> comes up and says, "The doctor said they've never seen anything like my body before. How well it fought off the virus." He basically said he's built different. Yeah, or it's the fact that they gave him steroids that nobody else has access to <laughs> yeah. because nobody else has symptoms and looks as bad as he did and then all of a sudden feels great next oh, day. I know. <laughs> and all they would say is that we put we put him on a couple steroids that were, I was like, yeah, that the, that the average American doesn't have access to. Yeah. yeah, they put him on just about every single vaccine they've tried so far. Uh-huh. But... Some, of those, some of those guys were probably hoping it didn't work. <laughs> I know. Oh man, you gotta love the guy, love him or hate him. You gotta admire him. He's he's quite the character. <laughs> I think some would disagree. Yeah, but, a, lot, uh, a lot of people do, but you know what? He'll keep this you entertained. Our, yeah, this is our podcast. We say what we want. <laughs> well, all right. So I gotta I gotta ask you: Is it what would you give the percent chance at this point that Zach finishes last? Kind of uh, seems like it's his to his to lose at this point. Yeah, he's. At this point, he's going to have a two-game – he's going to be two games back on the next closest person, whether it's it's you, me, or somebody else. But, yeah, yeah, I would put the percentage at probably – given that we're only on only in week five, there's still time to recover. But I would put the percentage at probably 65%. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty high. And also, he's – he is like 59 points behind yeah behind the next behind the next player and that's kind of a lot to make up so he's most yeah. likely going to lose any tiebreaker that it came down to yeah do you, know who, do you know who has the second least points in the league Garrett constantly talks trash yeah Garrett yeah granted he's gonna he's gonna jump ahead of me this week but yeah, he's going gonna have into a winning the week, record yeah going into the week he he was in eighth place, but he's talking all this mess to us about mm-hmm. how we should stop talking on his team because he's he's better than us. Whenever he said that, he was literally like a game ahead of me in eighth or in seventh place, and I had more points for than him. So I don't know where he was drawing that from. So Daniel Daniel's been getting like Daniel has the fewest points against. Clay has the second fewest points against. So those two, Daniel's got a good team. Clay had yeah. been Clay's three and one, and kind of been skate, skating by at this point. Yeah, here's how you know. Here's how you know Robert has the best team. Mm-hmm. He's got the most points for, or well, second most points for behind Scott, and then 
on top of that, he's got the most points against, and he's in first. Second, second most points against. Look oh, down, second who's in second to last. Oh, he didn't even see that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's insane to be able to. Yeah, your no, it producing is producing every single week, and I guess he's got auto draft to thank for that. It's crazy. Yeah, him and there's... him, him and Dan, him, Daniel, and 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 Sean. I think may be the three best teams. Oh yeah, without question. Yeah, I mean, he struck gold on Calvin Ridley. He, who knew that was, yeah. I oh, wonder I how, how late I wondered that he steal him. Um, Had to be pretty late. He was drafted 43rd, so, I mean, not early. He was fourth round. Yeah. Is that fourth he's, round? He's, that he's, round? Been, he's been arguably the best receiver in the, in the league. Oh, yeah, for sure. Crazy. But, uh... This, I said we have some close – this week there's not really – Clay and I are really the only tight game. Yeah, and, and honestly on that, it's not extremely tight unless uh, Josh Allen has a monster week, which I don't see him having a monster week against Tennessee. I mean, he could have a good week, but Tennessee's got a decent defense, so I wouldn't expect him to put put up like otherworldly numbers. Preston put up 89 points this week. Nice job, Preston. Is that the, is that the lowest we've had so far? Uh, surely not. Surely. Let's go check the scoreboard. Uh, let's see. Week four, the lowest we had was 82. So Okay. That was, and that was Zach. Poor Zach's just the whipping boy of the league this year. Yeah, he's, he's going to be 0-5. I can't. Like since since everybody's been trying since the Spud era, um, who has anybody started zero and five since that since since the era of when everybody tries? I don't think so. I started zero and four last year. Got your and, first win in week five. Yeah, I got my first win in week five. I'm pretty if I remember right. But but yeah, I don't I don't think anybody's ever started zero and five since the. In Since the modern the era, movement. yeah. In the modern era, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just that's tough luck because he was in the he was in the draft, wasn't he? I don't. Yeah, think he was I, I, I think he was he was in there for a good portion of it. Let's see. I'm trying to see who. Oh, I mean, he does. So he has been hit by the injury bug a little bit. He uh, he drafted Austin Eckler high. He hadn't done anything this year, and then now he's on IR. Um, Keenan Allen and Robert Woods, those are two good receivers. But, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have a good running back, too. Um, and his quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know who he – I don't know yeah. who he drafted as normal quarterback, but. Well, let's – he also, I, I wanted to call out this move, and I'm not trying to kick a man while he's down, <laughs> but he does have two defenses on his roster. And one of them's the Jets. That's always spotty. Yeah, one of them's the Jets. He's got Greg the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that's that's some questionable life decisions right there. I'm just not, like, is Teddy Bridgewater one of the best – 10 quarterbacks you wouldn't think so but i mean i guess you got to kind of look at it yeah he doesn't have another quarterback on his roster so i mean yeah. can you 
He, I'd pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick's seventh right now. He's got he's got games outside of the week one. He had four points. Since then, he's put up 24, 24, 20, and 27. When and, do you consider – like, you, you might even consider picking up, like, Matt Ryan. Just, yeah, Because their team's terrible, but he's going to – he didn't put up points against Carolina this week, but – he, well, he I guess he's kind of tailed off in the last three weeks. He started hot with 24 and 27, but now he's 11, 12, and 7 in the last three games. With with Ridley and and Julio and those weapons, you'd think he's worth starting over Teddy Bridgewater, though, most oh, weeks. Know. But that's none right. of my business. <laughs> that's none of my business. Some yeah. of you may take spuds. That's a chance <laughs> I'm willing to take. But yeah, of the people that are like on the waivers, Teddy Bridgewater would not be my first pick. No, not like, even on the waiver wire. Like you've got let me get back to it here. So you've got Matt Ryan, who at this point I don't know if I'd pick him up. Ryan Tannehill. Uh well I guess he's low because even that I probably wouldn't pick him up. Uh but Derek Carr, he's doing okay this year. Um, Jared Goff, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, they're all having good years. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess, wow, Baker is a consistent player. Have you seen that yet? So I just, no. on, I just clicked on Baker's stats, and four straight weeks he's put up 14 points. Yeah, that may change playing the Steelers next week. but Yeah, they're – not a chance that they win that game. He's not that that team just requires or uh, just relies heavy on on the on run their, on their run game. Yeah, and like I don't think I've seen one. If I have, it's been few and far between. But I haven't seen hardly any plays where Baker just takes the snap and goes straight back into a regular drop and finds the open receiver. It's always play action, which they're playing to what he does best. He's good at play action and good on the move but he's playing good football too he's he's uh yeah he's being he's got he's got a nine to four td to interception ratio that's really what you got in a team that's heavy run yeah uh, you just tell your quarterback not to turn the ball over a lot and make throws you need to yeah which he's playing good football they're four and i mean they're four and one i can't believe that yeah which is really this is the offense they need to be running last year to get them comfortable in the league because in your first year, nobody, no defenses really know how to stop you. Well, I mean, they know how to stop you, but they don't know how to, like, scheme against you. Whereas in your second year, everybody's kind of figured you out. So they need to do something that always plays to his strengths, and that's getting, the, getting out, of the, out of the pocket and on the run and being able to find somebody with his feet. Whereas him just, like, sitting back and shotgun patting the ball with a bad offensive line in front of him. Which that's another thing. I was watching a little bit of that game. And they were talking about how uh, they've got statistically the best O line in football right now, which well, they've definitely overhauled that a lot since last year. Because last year he couldn't he couldn't buy any time in the pocket. It was terrible. Now, that was clearly the the weakness. Oh yeah, that they went because they went and drafted that Jedrick Wills guy from Alabama, and then they signed like Jack Conklin as a tackle, and then had a couple other guys. Um, that are pretty good. So, so yeah, it feels it feels good to see the OU guys succeed. And him and Kyler are both having good years. Yeah. 
Kyler's putting up just crazy numbers. Oh, yeah. But, he's he's a video game, basically. But Kyler's running back situation's different, and he's got Cliff as his, yeah. as his head coach OC. So. And he's got arguably the best receiver in the game right now. So Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I just – It'd be well, nice. You're talking about Larry Fitzgerald, right? Yeah, without question. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, two of the yeah. best receivers that are around right now. I love it. Oh, you do. But yeah, speaking of speaking of OU, finally got the the monkey off our backs of blowing fourth. Well, not the monkey of blowing fourth quarter leads, but of losing those games. So we finally got that off our backs. What, Seth? What are we doing? at the end of regulation, trying to throw the ball right there. We could have given the ball back to him with a minute. Yeah. The only thing I will say is I understand his thought process of, well, it's third and 10. If we get a first down, we ice the game. But you've got to have a lot more high percentage play than that where you're not just thrown to a guy in double coverage. And a slant over the middle, yeah. Yeah, with a tight end who – Stogner's got good hands and he's been pretty reliable all year. But – Towards the end of that game, he dropped several passes that he could have had, like that touchdown uh, in overtime. I was right before, I think, Rattler ran it in on fourth down or whatever. He dropped that whenever it should have been a surefire touchdown, and then he dropped that pass at the end of the fourth quarter. But, yeah, I'm with you. That's just a play you don't call anyways because you could have run the ball, run all the time off the clock, and only given Texas the ball with like a minute 14 – and they, they they're not designed to get down the field that no, fast. Exactly. It's like ha- almost all of their plays came because they were just sending everybody deep and idiot Alex Grinch wasn't spying them. He didn't figure that out. Yeah. Like after we stopped blitzing, well, you've still got to have somebody there to account for him. Otherwise, he's just going to take it off and run. And yeah, they didn't Ellinger's figure that out run. again until the third quarter. Whereas it's like you can tell our D line was gassed. I mean, they've been. They've been playing a great – defensively, I thought we played the best game we've played since last year's OU-Texas game. Yeah, through through three, three and, quarters three and, a half. and a little bit in the – yeah, a little bit in yeah. the fourth. Too. Yeah, like three and a half quarters, they were playing incredible. And then two possessions in overtime, they played great. And so it's like you got to realize what's working and not go away from it. I understand that you can't just be blitzing like willy-nilly like in the last two possessions of the game – whenever they're going to be driving down and trying to go deep because that's how you get burnt a lot more, especially with our midgets that we have at DBs. Yeah, but, they're, they're, I'm, I have the height to play back there. Yeah, it's yeah they have a height, a height requirement that you must be shorter than six foot to play DB at the University of Oklahoma. That's what you want. You want a, you want short defensive backs nowadays in the in Division One football. That's what they're oh, looking yeah. for. I, uh, the way that I am – with Link is you're either an aggressive play caller or you're a conservative play caller. So in you my never know opinion, you're getting either. You can't lose your balls in the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden at the end say, All right, we're going for this. Yeah. I don't, It'd be different if he was throwing it around and we were we were trying to make plays beforehand, but then you can't just do it on one play and then I don't know. Yeah. I agree. Gotta be consistent. Yeah, because then there's um there's games where he'll he'll be a be aggressive and almost to the point where he gets too cute with the play calls. Like also on the the same game, the drive before he on third and five 
at their 40 yard line, we call a reverse to the short side of the field. Yeah, that was a what terrible are you call, doing? too. You, they haven't been able to stop our run all day. Just hand it to PJ Pledger and let him get three or four yards. I mean, I understand you probably won't get the first down. You might not get the first down with a run, but it's going to result in positive yards. But instead, you lose 10, and then that takes the punt. And they ended up getting the ball like the 25 as opposed to getting it at like the five or the 10. It's like how how often do reverses work nowadays? Anyway, the uh, guys are just too fast. Linebackers yeah. are just too fast, especially since we don't have Hollywood anymore. So it's like Rambo. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Rambo is a waste of space out there. I know you, you're limited at what you have at what wide receiver right now, especially with Hazelwood being out. But the man's living off that one catch he made in the Orange Bowl, and people think he's still got potential to be a wide receiver one. But he's not. He's not dynamic. He can't make catches in traffic. That was pretty evident in the fourth quarter of that game. <laughs> Drake but, Drake Stoops is pretty good. Yeah, Drake is pretty good. He had some him big catches a, there. Yeah, him and Theo Weiss, they were balling at the end of the game. Weiss was making some crazy catches in traffic. It was it was interesting. There was some guys that like Rattler really stepped up at the end after getting he did. Hit. Yeah, that that was good to see him respond in the second half after he had had that horrible stretch of, like, two plays, basically. He had kind of played the first three games like he was entitled to something. Yeah. And it was nice to see him actually have to work for yeah. his position. And I think it, I think that was good for him because it kind of showed him, like, especially after Mordecai drove him down the field and scored, it's like, you don't have to be more than just like what the offense like is allowing you to be. You don't have to try and be Tom Brady or like Kyler Baker out there where you're just flinging it around and making every big play every time you touch the ball. It's like just take what the defense is giving you and we're going to go down and score because nobody can stop it whenever we're just running the scheme as as Lincoln Riley intended to. But we just don't – this year What's what's been different than years past is we don't really have, like, a, a deep playmaker. No. That's, have a down, it's Rambo, and I don't yeah. have a type of confidence in Rambo. And I think that's another thing. I think if we had, had Jaden Hazelwood, things would be so much better because, like, obviously he was a freshman last year and you can't expect him to be, like, automatically, like, a stud. But he has all the potential in the world. He was the number one receiver and a top ten recruit for a reason. So it's like you might as well try him and see like what he's got because everybody knows the potential's there. But now that he's – since he's hurt, we don't really have that option to go to because he's a mismatch for anybody. He's like 6'4", and he's just as fast as CD. And, I mean, he would have – I think he's probably got decent hands. I didn't see him drop anything last year. But well, We're at the point – OU's at the point now where – the rest of the way are teams that we should beat. Is there any team that we have left that it's like, oh, if we lose, that's understandable? I mean, you could make a case for Oklahoma State, but just because the rivalry game. But they're yeah, not. But... They're, I don't care. They what are they number six in the polls? That's ridiculous. Yeah, they're they number seven. Beat Tulsa. Yeah, they're number seven, seven because they beat Tulsa, uh, West Kansas. Virginia, and Kansas. Yeah, the three West Virginia and Kansas are are like the two worst teams. That oh they yeah. Play. And I guarantee they would have lost this week, but that game got postponed to Baylor. So, that's I'm, it's ridiculous they're that high. Yeah, I I don't understand it because now you got to listen and hear all these OSU fans talk about 
how OU fans need to hush. It's like, goodness, you've been there once in the last 20 years, and now you're the entitled football powerhouse in Oklahoma. The only t- the only time that they were legitimately good was that Brandon Whedon yeah. year in 2011. Yeah, and even then, they should have lost that Fiesta Bowl if the Stanford kicker could make a kick. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's like, come on, guys. You're, you know, the Big Ten's not factored into this. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know that you haven't played anybody. So that's, yeah. The, this number seven ranking is skewed to say the least. Yeah. I was, I was a little surprised to see us not get back into the top 25, even though we didn't play like, the greatest game in the world and, and Texas was Texas is kind of in eh, too, but they're not very good. Yeah. No. Their, their defense is horrendous. Yeah. But I'm sure Ellinger, everything will work itself out. If we keep, keep on winning and actually get back to what we should be, we can still go to the big 12 championship if we went out. Oh yeah. Without question, because Iowa state and, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, they're all going to lose games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and yeah, I feel like even though Texas isn't very good, it could, it, there's that world where it's still us in Texas. Yeah. Even though we both have two Big 12 losses, they yeah. could very easily win out. Yeah, we both we could, could win. Out. Yeah, we both could win out and still end up being there and then play each other again. But the only time I ever have any confidence in Kansas State and Iowa State is when they're playing against us. Yeah, they 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 bring it against us, but other they're, than that, you see them and they're like putting up seventeen points a week. <laughs> yeah, but against us, they're putting up forty five. You can count on that. Part of that's our incompetence, and part of that's they're just motivated. Yeah, but yeah, I don't understand but, how many times Kansas State has to beat us before we take them seriously. <laughs> I don't know. It'll yeah, because the the year before, I guess. The year before Kyler, whenever we had Baker, they almost beat us in Manhattan mm-hmm. with the best team that we've honestly had since 2009, I guess, whenever we went to the national championship. And we had to come back from like 17 down at half to beat them. Baker's so, senior year was a, was a year we probably should have finished second. We definitely – we should have beat Georgia. Obviously, we're up by, what, 17 at one point. Yeah. I mean, I think we would have beat Alabama. Too you think because- so? Yeah, because I don't think that – I don't – Jake Fromm put up 20 points on them before half, and I just think that we're a lot – we were a lot better than Georgia offensively, even though they ended up beating us because of Lincoln's incompetence again. But Yeah, and we, we were still Mike Stoops in it at that yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. But even then, but, I saw some numbers, and that defense was ranked like – I think it was 64th, which obviously isn't good, but and they showed like the next three years, and that was the best defense we had at all of them. And they, we thought they sucked that year. But yeah, if only if only we could go back. I'm telling you, dude. But the days before Bookie. <laughs> there, that man's so overrated. I don't know why we, because him and Woody Washington play the same position, right? And Woody Washington had an incredible yeah, kind of, game. Yeah, kind of that nickel. Yeah. Yeah. He, that Woody Washington guy had an amazing game and like had that incredible pick with like four minutes left and was, was sticking on the receivers like crazy. Wasn't getting burned or anything. Wasn't making stupid pass interference penalties like Pat Fields was. So yeah, we picked the ball off. Weren't we up 
it was like what four or five minutes when he picked that up, and we were up fourteen. Yeah, and then we had three straight three and outs, I think. It's like that's it's the same thing. All right, we're going to run the ball. We're going to be conservative. So let's do that all the way yeah, through yeah. and try to hang on. Yeah, it just makes no sense. I don't I don't understand where that thought process comes in. It's like at that point you're coaching not to lose, and whenever you coach not to lose, you generally lose. Yeah, I don't know if Link's doctor has him on estrogen or something. I don't. Something, something's going on where he's just kind of lost it. He's not the same big Link that had Baker and Kyler. He's not like you started to see it last year a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But, but yeah, oh, one thing Garrick will like us talking about this Arkansas. Yeah, what in the world? They actually look okay this year. Yeah, but they they, 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 they lost by a field goal yesterday to Auburn. Yeah. yeah, and they should have won that game honestly because that got because Bo Nix for one that was intentional grounding because you can't. You can't ground the ball after you've already dropped the snap. Right. And on top of that, the guy spiked it backwards. And so that's, that's a what fumble. Their coach is getting all mad at. Yeah. And so it was a fumble, and Arkansas recovered it. That's just not knowing the rules. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't know how the refs missed that. They're probably like, oh, we can't let Auburn lose this game this early because then that takes away from the Iron Bowl. But who was it who the Hogs were competing with? A, a few weeks ago, too, before they beat Mississippi State, they were they had it. They were going down to the wire with oh, early Georgia. Georgia. Georgia, yeah. yeah. Good night. What is the deal with the is John L. Smith back coaching? <laughs> yeah, they've got John L. Smith and Felipe Franks. I think Bobby Petrino's secretly back. <laughs> yeah, he's got his twenty-five-year-old volleyball lady friend, and he's ready to tear stuff up. Oh yeah. Oh man. He was at Missouri State. He's a we got a little experience of the Petrino. Oh yeah, that's true. What's what's our fantasy matchups looking like next week? I'll see what's I'll see what week six has in store. Let's see. Oh good, I got Garrett. Oh yeah, speaking of week six, you guys get a little something special since last week didn't happen. We're getting a two pods in one week. We're getting a two potter. So. When do we want to tape that? Friday or Saturday, Seth? Either one's good with me. Probably don't want to tape it after Power Hour. No, probably not. Although that would make for a wild time. That would be that'd be a fun that'd be a fun pod. It would be a fun pod. But yeah, the 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 boys of football's finest. We're going to be re- reunited this weekend, so that'll be that'll be a good time. No more bad audio. Yeah, sometimes exactly. Yeah, it's not going to cut out. We'll be we'll be in the same room. Exactly. Same, probably on one phone like last year. Yeah, same same acoustics and everything. Mm-hmm. Different see. setting, different studio, but same acoustics. Is it just going right. to be us two, or are we going to have a guest? Uh, it's whatever you want. I'm I'm down for whatever. We'll uh, talk got, about it off. We'll talk about it off air. Yeah, we can. We don't want to give the fans too much of a taste of what we're going to give them. Just a, they just want a, a hint, just a hint of of what we're giving them next week. We'll talk. We'll talk about it uh, in the days leading up. Oh yeah. So who do you have this week? Uh, this the next week. Yeah, week six. Sorry. Yeah, I have Garrick. Ah, you you heard it here first. Garrick's a pretender. Pretender. Oh, I can't wait to hear the response to that. He's a pretender. He's did you his points four is the second lowest in the league. Nobody's scoring against him, and he's about to be three and two. It's it's the perfect week for. 
Oh yeah. For team, whatever my team name is against Garrett, <laughs> something about his cousin <laughs> to go and, and that'll be a good, good week to get back to 500. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then this week I play Jimothy Bush league and, and team beer and cigarettes. So you never know what you're going to get from that team. No that team's Me, pesky. I feel like Caleb and I usually have some pretty good outings together. I think we're, we always end up playing each other tough. It's kind of like the, the team Osage that he always gets my best shot and, I always get those guys ready to get them up and ready for Team Osage, regardless of how good or bad the alpha male is. It's it's all it's the year of of back when when Team Osage called you a d bag. <laughs> you, that that was bullet that was bulletin board material. That you was put that up there. <laughs> we did, and we we haven't forgot it since. Every week, every week, <laughs> you, your guys show up, and on the scoreboard, you have that lit up. <laughs> yeah you're like you guys are like uh in last chance you you're like jason brown and that coach from garden city oh man you How guys the, get the in. whole there's game no, was the beef between them two there's no handshake after after the game between you guys <laughs> oh man you and clay always play each other close too didn't you guys have a tie one year uh yeah i think so i've had a couple ties over the years you're always the one involved with the ties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We and we almost had one this year too, because uh, week one I played Clay and it was one eleven to one oh nine. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, it was Clay, of course. Yeah, so it was a close one. That's an alpha male battle right there. That is, yeah. And then through uh, so through the first four weeks, I was noticing. My points for and points against are identical. So mm. if that keeps up, I'm right on pace to be 500 this year. You're a 500 team. That that's going to get <laughs> you into that fifth or sixth spot yeah, I know. in the playoffs. Which I wouldn't. I was had a little higher hopes going into the year, but obviously all my injuries happened. So we're doing all the best you do we can. The regular season doesn't do a do a lick of difference. It's about how you play those three oh, games yeah. in the playoffs. If I can get McCaffrey back healthy in time for like let's say like week nine. Which I don't know how much longer he's supposed to be out. I think it was a six week or three to four to six week injury. So I guess there might be a chance I get him back next week or week seven, which that would be nice. Have you been talking to the trainers, seeing what they're saying about Yeah, that? they they're they're kind of being cautious with it. They're like, Well, in a year where we haven't had as much training, uh, we wanna make sure that uh we really get all those ligaments right because we've seen a lot of soft tissue injuries this year. So Yeah. You might yeah. want to uh, go into those playoffs. You may want to be a, a fifth or sixth seed and play one of the best teams. That's true. Get knock, knock them off. Get them out of the way. Yeah. I like that strategy. I, I do too. I might. I'm gonna have to employ that. But uh, I don't see. I don't see Zach getting a win in week six either against against Sean. Yeah. Although if there's a week that Sean's gonna drop a game, it's gonna be that week. You could potentially see an 0-6. We could. That's, that's, that's uncharted territory right there. It really is. And then you got uh, Clay and Robert. Those Ooh. two, there's some, there's some bad blood there. That's probably the, the game of the week because Clay's going to be 3-2. and two. You heard oh, it here. Yeah. Clay, Clay's not pulling this off this week. He's going to be 3-2. and two. Robert's going to be 4-1. and one. Two yeah. winning records. Yeah, that that's going to be a good game. Um, obviously, we've got. I do like the the matchup of Team Johnson, and that's my co-counselor for insert name here. 
Yeah, I'd say record-wise, that's not the biggest game, but intrigue-wise, it's a pretty good game. Yeah, especially because I called him a pretender. (laughs) Yeah. Derek's the type of guy, though, you want to give him bulletin board material. You do. Because it rattles him. Derek's (laughs) the type of guy that gets rattled and that that, that will go out there and make mistakes. And we'll, we'll post the pod, and then three days later, we'll get a text in all caps talking about it. Uh, like completely off a, mm-hmm. out of out of out of the blue. It's like where'd this come from? Did he? He clearly has us on DVR. We're not. He's not listening <laughs> as soon as we drop it. He's he's waiting <laughs> no. a few days till he has nothing going on. Not a yeah, not a chance. Till he's driving, probably driving to Arkansas and <laughs> yeah, he, he comes goes. out of the backwoods of Arkansas and finally listens to it. It's the middle of October and you're like, Garrick, where are you at? You you having you having a good time at UCO? Well, I actually went to Canada for the week. <laughs> I'm here in Manitoba. You know that guy travels more than than anybody. Oh, I know. I'd I'd love to travel as much as Garrett. Yeah, you, know, I, you you hope to work hard enough in your career one day where you have the money to travel as much as Garrett. <laughs> I know Garrett does too. <laughs> oh man, we need another. We need to all travel. We need another oh, another yeah. trip. We need another Cabo. That was a good time. We could do a podcast sometime just talking about things that happened in Cabo just amazing yeah that'd be they'd make like a 12 part documentary to rival the 10 part the dance documentary Mm -hmm. it would probably be up there with that yeah I I think I'd put it over it I can't believe I would like to see Michael Jordan go out there and hit the splits in the middle of the nightclub (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't have that there's probably a, a million like little Mexican honeys that are showing that video off to people that that they disperse to go to their hometowns from there's showing <laughs> look at the six foot gringo doing the splits in the dance floor <laughs> that that little mexican guy out there in the ocean that asked play he asked him he what he asked group. him was how many how many girls have you been with <laughs> yeah. but clay thought clay thought he said how many how many days have we been yeah there? i know and clay goes oh five and the guy goes <laughs> oh really oh my Oh my, my sister is for you. Yeah, he did. We were everybody was trying to give us their sister. <laughs> Between getting offered cocaine and people's family members, it, oh, was, I know. it was a wild time. Yeah, you used to be sitting there, and those people selling sunglasses would come up to you. You want some sunglasses? No. You want some weed? You want some bowl? Uh, no. <laughs> like, no, I don't trust that. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's even illegal here. whether or not they care it still is illegal yeah i don't and i don't think there's rules about how undercover cops have to identify themselves if you ask them so no not a chance that'd be a good way to spend some time in a mexican prison (laughs) yeah for real oh man well i don't got anything else left to talk about i mean i don't either i hope garrick plays next week like you organized that fishing trip then i'll be in good shape yeah we get to that beach and the guy's like who'd you who'd you guys book through and we told him picante he's like oh overpriced you can book the price 400 for a whole boat overpriced 50 dollars he goes he goes you no catch fish no catch fish overpriced (laughs) he was right he was right it was terrible not to mention they asked us what we wanted to fish for and clay said uh what he say ahi tuna or something like that yeah, it was it was something like that, and they they didn't want to go into the Pacific Ocean, and so they're like, no, we go over here, uh, we go fish for marlin, and we're like, well, 
you guys why'd you guys ask us what we wanted to fish for you can tell they never caught fish because when we actually hooked a marlin they were shocked yeah they didn't know what to do like, they were surprised they were running through the line <laughs> yeah. you I, we still have that video the guy asked you to reel in one of the other poles you tripped off going down like, the stairs it's like isn't this gilligan's job yeah it's like he no he was too busy coaching and then he took the pole away from clay <laughs> and lost the fish yeah that was terrible we were all poorly hydrated sick oh especially daniel that man he was i've never seen someone more seasick in my life daniel had covid before it was cool <laughs> he did that was that was terrible clay went clay even got a little sick had to go lay down and broke the bed back <laughs> i in forgot there. about that i heard a big snap <laughs> what a debacle i'm telling you dude it's always a debacle whenever us degenerates get together yeah yeah that's for sure garrett garrett keeps everybody in check though that's the good he does he does all All right right. well we got uh next week will be fun we'll be i'm sure we'll be in rare form uh, yeah i'm excited so uh i guess until then All right, man. It was good talking to you. See ya. All right. See ya, man. All right. As always, this podcast was brought to you by Tate Boys Tire and Service. Stop in at any one of their locations across northeast Oklahoma to get your car looked at, get a tune-up, get your tires rotated, changed, or get flats fixed. They do it all at Tate Boys Tire. Stop in and see Clay and everybody else at Highway 75 or downtown. Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered in oil Strumming my six string On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp, hey, they're beginning to boil Wasted away again in Margaritaville Searching for my lost shaker of salt Some people claim that there's a woman to blame But I know it's nobody's fault